Welcome back to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lou Ada Roshka, your host, Don Kennedy. We are talking about the power of Pentecost. Yes, ma'am. Well, you mostly are. <laughs> I'm just listening today, apparently. <laughs> Last well, week I was distracted. Today I'm just listening. Well, <laughs> we, we, and I'm going, and I'm using this little book, uh-huh. uh, Jesus and the Feast of Israel by Richard Booker that your sweet mom gave me. And I got it all. I'm using it. I'm using it. And uh, but it's just it's just so cool. And we we actually spent most of the time in the first half talking about Passover because it's important. It's the first. It, it's it, Pentecost follows Passover. It's just the way it is. In other words, uh, the salvation first, <laughs> and uh, and then that baptism of the Holy Spirit that we talk about in Acts two is second, which is Feast of Pentecost, okay, which is is fulfilled in the Feast of Pentecost. All right, so let me read in John chapter 1, and this is John saying, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, and listen, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. Who? Jesus. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. The so, chosen one is mm-hmm. what my version says. Yes. Hallelujah. God's chosen one. So now we're going to flip over to John chapter 12, Don. 12, 23. Jesus said unto them, Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come when the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor, honor. So unless a grain of wheat, remember that, falls to the ground and dies... It remains alone. So we're talking about the Feast of Pentecost. Jesus was glorified and exalted to the throne of God. He was exalted and to the throne of God from which he sent the Holy Spirit upon his disciples on the day of Pentecost. Jesus spoke of himself as the fulfillment of this peace, this uh, feast as the, with these words. The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Right? So, unless a grain of wheat falls, it, it remains alone. Jesus was talking about himself as the human grain. 
-hmm. of wheat that was going to fall to the ground and die. He was the human grain of wheat who would die for the sins of the world. In the Bible, fine flour represents perfect righteousness. We talked earlier in the first half about the fine flour of the waves of loaves that they waved on Pentecost. Jesus was perfectly righteous. Listen, let this speak to your spirit. There was no coarse matter or sin in him. Yet as the wheat was crushed, sifted, and baked in order to become bread. I'm going to reiterate this. So Jesus was crushed, sifted, and baked for our sins. But because Jesus had never sinned, death could not hold him. <laughs> he is not in the tomb. Thank right? You, <laughs> in view of this, he was resurrected as the first fruits from the dead. And that's another thing that the uh, Feast of Pentecost is known as. Is the first of fruit. It's known as the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Harvest, and the a Day of First Fruits. Mm-hmm. That all includes Pentecost. And so... We learned it was 50 days from the first fruits to the Feast of Pentecost. Likewise, it was exactly 50 days from Jesus' resurrection to the day when he sent the Holy Spirit upon his disciples. So the day of Pentecost did not originate with Christianity, but it is the Jewish feast day that God chose to send the Holy Spirit as a proof that Jesus had been glorified as Lord. This is a day when the Hebrews would be in Jerusalem to celebrate the feast and the giving of the law. They were actually in Jerusalem celebrating the Feast of Pentecost, okay? And on the evening that Jesus was resurrected, that he appeared to his disciples and breathed eternal life. So we're going to look at this. Uh, Let me see. What scripture is that? Let's see here. John 20, okay? Let's go to John 20. We're having a Bible study today, y'all. Hope you got your Bibles. And the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst, okay? It's the evening that he was resurrected. And he said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Then his disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Okay? So when that happened, uh, Jesus' words, Receive the Holy Spirit, Help set in in context two different works of the Holy Spirit. And you got to get this, okay? In a believer's life, first, here on Easter night, when Jesus was resurrected, uh, the disciples do, in fact, receive the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of life. Jesus' word is direct and unequivocal. Receive, and in doing so, the disciples are born again. That's when Jesus breathed on them like that uh, and he received the Holy Spirit. It was trans from the old covenant to, to the, the new, new covenant, mm-hmm. from a, a visitation culture to a habitation culture. The Lord, the presence of God on the inside of you. And he breathed on them uh, uh, like 
whenever the father breathed life into Adam. And, and Jesus breathed life. It was, they were born again. Uh, in the book, it says, uh, in the same deep, wait a minute, uh, blah, 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 blah. He breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit. We see at this occasion that Jesus gave the Holy Spirit to the disciples. This was their spiritual rebirth. Okay? Some people get confused on this. And they say that, that, that there isn't a second baptism. There's a, there is not an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like we're going to read about in a little bit. They, they, get, they, think it's, it, they say it's all one. But there, this was their spiritual rebirth, which established their new position as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They are born again. If they had died that night, they would have gone to heaven. In other words, they were saved. They accepted that they were saved. Jesus breathed on them. But Jesus had something even better planned of breathing upon them more, even more. I'll say that even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, wanted to bring heaven down to them, but it was not yet time to do so. Therefore, listen, he spent the next 40 days with them, with the disciples, explaining how all the Old Testament pointed to him. Then when the time came for Jesus to ascend back to heaven, he told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem until he would send the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father, at which time they would be filled with the Holy Spirit for for power. Luke said, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Okay? He opened their understanding. Man, I'd have loved to have been there. Jesus is talking to them. He's explaining. He's teaching them. He says, he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And I pray that a lot of times. I pray that exact. I pray that scripture. Quite often, you know, that'll come to me. Or open my understanding. That's what we need, Don. Mm -hmm. Open our understanding that we might comprehend the scriptures. See, the human brain has to have the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the indwelling teacher as well as power. Mm-hmm. We need Him. And I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but even when I read this again this morning, I said, Oh, Father, just breathe on me. I need you today. Just breathe on me. Yes. Let me be... Yeah. Breathe more of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Let it come alive in me so that I have something to give out to other people, so that I have something to help provide yeah. uh, for other people, something to help them live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It still she, makes me want, I could yeah. break down in tears right now. <laughs> and He wants to give it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. There's always more, folks. There's always as more, God. As much as you'll, yeah. as you'll seek for. Right? Yeah, yeah, and you open up to. Right. And, you know, you can't fill an already filled container. <laughs> or some, you, know, just, you just empty out what you need to empty out and just, you know, Lord, cleanse me, purify me, wash me. You know, uh, Lord, fill me up. I, I'm not going to let uh, TV, you know, if you're just being filled up all the time on TV but not taking time to be in the presence of the Lord, well, you've you got to take time. You got to take time. You got to let him fill you up. Make room, make space and place for him. We actually did a series on that. Um, um, and it was, I've talked about make space and place. I don't remember what it was actually called, but um, I remember the series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the name I, is eluding me at the moment. Yeah, mine too. It's me too. Okay. So he, uh, 
he began to open their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached uh, in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are my witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. We're still, uh, now we're in Luke 24, 44 through 53 now. And he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And he parted from them and carried up into heaven. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass when he blessed them that he was parted from them and lifted up into heaven. Hallelujah. And they worshiped him and returned to to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Wow. Just think about that. Having Jesus opening up the scriptures about him. I mean, they were, while he was before the the, uh, crucifixion, they still weren't getting it. I mean, when he said the Son of Man should die, oh no, you know, Peter's like, no, you know. (laughs) They weren't getting it. We're not going to lose you. We're going to have you. (laughs) Right. We're going to lead a revolt against the uh, Romans and we're going to sit on the throne and we're going to set up a kingdom. That's what's going to happen. No, that's not what's going to happen. (laughs) I'm going to chop off his ear. (laughs) Chop off that ear right here, right now. (laughs) And Peter, bless his heart, he said, I'll die, you know, I'll die with you. There's no way that I I deny deny you. you. I won't deny you. I'll die. I'll I'll die, you know, before I do that. And uh, just weren't getting it. You know, they just weren't getting what was happening, that he had to die. He had to be that grain of wheat that died and was buried, but rose again, came up. Don't you think, too, that right there, I think about that a lot. If I'm going to, if I don't spend time seeking him, how would I ever stand up in this day and time if somebody wanted to kill me? Mm -hmm. How how would I not deny Christ if I don't have Christ in me? Mm So if you if you're not spending time with the Lord with the Lord and seeking Him and putting His Word in, which is His body, His mm-hmm. blood, His bread, it's mm-hmm. everything that everything. you need. Then how are you going to withstand the enemy in any way? Mm-hmm. How are you going to resist him when temptation comes to you? Or what if something happens and there's some where they try to come kill you mm-hmm. if you don't deny Him? How are you going to withstand? Yeah. Anything if you don't have anything in you. Yeah. So we got to be putting that bread and that life in us, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. he was telling them to do. They didn't get it. And so I know a lot of times we don't get it either. Yeah. And we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you got to have him. Yeah. Period. You have to. You have to. And even at the Last Supper, and he was telling them, this is my body and this is my blood. This do you in remembrance of me. You know, they, they weren't. They weren't grasping, and and that the the bread and the uh, the wine also represents communion and fellowship with Him, right? Right? Uh, that's, they call it communion. It, it's so multifaceted. Uh, the there's so much hidden truths in it, but I, I just think, and then I, I wonder, I wonder how many things I'm not getting. <laughs> 
of Men by My Life. You know, oh, and yes. what's going on? I think there's a lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I don't mean that for you alone. Thanks, thanks by the way. God. Let me just say, I, <laughs> I mean that for all of us. I mean all of us. You're right. very enlightening no. in a lot of ways. Yes, you are. <laughs> but I think we're all that way. Yeah. We all have areas that we get sucked into thinking with our carnal mm-hmm. mind instead of our spirit and exactly. seeking seeking the higher thought instead of you know we all have issues and troubles and trials and things that happen and it's so easy to not get it sometimes yeah. but it's also just as easy to get it yeah if you want it yeah if well, you want to get it well just as he spent time with them opening up the scriptures and their and that they opening up their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures which is in Luke chapter 24 uh, so he will open it up and make it known to us things in our very lives, right? Right. right. His will. He gives us discernment. He gives us uh, instruction and and battle plans and and things, things, everything that pertains to mm-hmm. life, everything yeah, that we need. Yeah. Uh, and and he wants so much to download into you mm-hmm. everything that's needed. Right, the revelations you need, the grace that you need, the understanding. A lot of you, uh, I'm sure, are are facing things, and you don't understand what's going on. What am I, Lord? What are you doing in my life, and and how do I come in agreement with it? What What are you doing in my life, and how am I to respond? Right? Who do you want to be for me? Yeah, right. Now? right. Who do you want to be for me right now? Yeah, and and so it's that it's that fellowship, it's that intimacy, it's that asking Him, Lord, open up my understanding. Open up the scriptures and speak to me. And he won't Direct let me. one thing go to waste. No. I mean, no matter what happens. Yes, some things happen just because there's evil in the world. There's some things that happen that are beyond our control. And he doesn't cause them to happen to you. But if something does come your way. And it happens. The, the word says we'll have trials and tribulations. So something is going to come your way. And he is... He is there with you. He wants to use it all. He won't waste it. He won't allow the enemy to triumph over you. It may feel like it mm-hmm. for a little while. Mm-hmm. There's desperate things that happen to a lot of people, but he won't try he won't allow that to triumph over you. If you're seeking him and seeking his life and seeking his word, you will overcome it. Mm-hmm. You will come out victorious, and he'll turn around and use it for your good. That's one of his promises. I always, I always say that, Lord. Anything the enemy meant for bad for me yeah. today, turn it to turn my good. good. Yeah, turn it to my good, God. Yeah, and, and he, will. he will. He will. He Y'all, does. He's that. a good father. He is an awesome father, and and so in in reviewing what we've gone over, you know, the Passover is a rebirth. It's it's whenever Jesus. Uh, in John chapter 20, he, uh, peace to you as a father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to re- receive the Holy Spirit. And so that's when they were born again. We've, we've transferred over from the old covenant into the new covenant of the blood of the lamb, the new Testament, right? And we, we've, we've moved into that new way of doing things, a new way of operating. It's the blood of the Lamb. It's a relationship. It's the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, not just upon us, right? It's, it's that relationship and that intimacy. And so that's, uh, that Passover is that first encounter. It's, it's having peace, reconciliation to God. And then the second one, receive. Uh, the second one is, however... 
however, on Pentecost, the work of God's Spirit as the Spirit of power is the Spirit of power and might to enable Jesus' disciples for ministry, witness, and service to fulfill their mission to the world. So we are not going to have really time to go into that portion, but it's kind of like a setup. It was like building a foundation. Uh, and so that we can get into what happened on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem when the Spirit of God fell upon them uh, and and how he moved in great power and still is to this day. Uh, but to have that understanding, Don, that uh, it's, it's two different... It's two different encounters, okay? Uh, breathe is the allusion to Genesis 2-7. Uh, now Jesus breathed life into his own. Uh, it is the immediacy and the sense of receive right now in view of the day of the Lord's resurrection, okay, that he was speaking to them on the day of his resurrection as marking the transition from the terms of the old covenant to those in the new covenant. The old creation began with the breath of God. Now, the new creation begins with the breath of God the Son. I love that. How, how cohesive, how consistent. Uh, what a picture. What a picture. Hallelujah. And so we receive that, that Jesus had already been crushed. He'd already been sifted. Uh, he had already been ground as that wheat that was baked in the loaf of the leaven, and there was the leaven of sin, and he was the fine flour that was sifted that removed the coarse things. I just want to touch on that again for a moment. I believe right now, as we're leading up to Pentecost, uh, after we've had uh, this literal Passover that we're entering into, that we will have a literal Pentecost. But in between time, I believe there is a sifting of the Lord, uh, of removing the coarse matter. Uh, you know, uh, Don, whenever they would, uh, if you pour flour through a sifter a long time ago, uh, they, it was to get the bow weevils out. Back then, there was a lot of bow weevils in yeah. the flour. And it would sift in there. You'd, you, any impurities would be removed, and you would pour it out. And then you'd have in your you would have in your bowl only the fine sifted flour to make a good loaf of bread. It's right? funny we don't sift a lot of things these uh -uh. days. No, we don't. When we're uh, baking. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but it's so symbolic that I believe now we're in a time of the Holy Spirit putting His fingers on things sifting, removing the coarse materials uh, that needs to be removed out of our lives to make way for the more, to make way for the power of Pentecost. I believe there's going to be a fresh new baptism and outpouring just like in 1906 in the Azusa Street, a powerful earth-shaking, earth-moving, uh, changing of lives powerful encounter of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God is sifting us, allowing us to be sifted right now so that those impurities can be removed and there can be a fresh new infilling. Let's seek Him, guys. We're almost out of time. Let's seek Him. Let's be expecting the power of Pentecost. Let's be laying on our faces and crying out to Him, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up. We want more, God. We want more of you. Let this be a literal 
baptism and uh, like on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, but it'll be even greater and more because uh, there were 120 in an upper room and then the uh, those outside the doors, you know, the, the, the I believe it was 3,000 that came to Christ that day as Peter stood up and, and preached. Uh, but now we are sown across the whole earth, believers are. Right, those that have accepted Christ are all over the world, and so I believe it's going to be a much greater, even more powerful, explosive baptism with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. We're going to jump in. That's where we're going to end. Uh, where we're going to start next week. Okay, guys, get ready. Be ready. Be seeking the Lord. Be seeking for that promise of the Father because it's coming in a greater way. Listen, I want to invite you once again to call our prayer line, 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579. Go to our website, luada.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. There's lots of free resources for you. And I just want to encourage you, seek God. Prepare yourself. Be ready for the baptism of the fire and power of the Holy Ghost. It's coming in a greater measure. Love you guys, and we will catch you all next week.